the show and for another week. And that's, that's all there is to it. All right, Mike. All right. All right, everybody got beverages or what have you? My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Nick Lauber. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we are talking about the chasm of the abyss and the giant memories. Mm-hmm. Or the the, the, the the abyss of old, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Dark diving. Every day we're dark diving. And, yeah, uh, every dark day, diving. Every day we're talking to Nick Lauber. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you may know uh, Nick from uh, uh, Check It Out Comrade, and if you don't know him from that, listen to that show. Yeah, please. Yeah. Can you describe the show, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So uh, Gary and I, uh, we come on every two weeks. We pick up two indie games that we have played and want to talk about. Basically, it's just a conversation between Gary and I that we would have had otherwise, and uh, we started recording them, putting them up, and... uh, if you like indie games and you want to hear about some new stuff that's come out or some older stuff that we went back and played, it's a perfect chance to play along with us. Yeah. It'll help mm-hmm. you make your, your your Steam shopping list. Yeah. Yeah. Or get yeah. through the stuff that you've owned for years and haven't played yet. Yes. Yeah. It's a bullet point list of what's good about X. Yeah. Or yep. what's bad about X, as the case may be. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Nick. Nick. Nick being on the show isn't special to me. I hang out with Nick all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I live in the same yeah. town as Nick. Like I just I see Nick at least once a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but it's still nice to have Nick on. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Glad to be back for Dark Souls Two. Yeah, mm. yeah. And if if uh, if you end up getting a PS4, like much like you didn't get a PS3 to get on the Demon Soul season, <laughs> um, we might see you in Bloodborne Town. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd love to. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what uh, what did we do last time, Cole? Well, previously, we headed east through the uh, kingly doors uh, to find the horrific Aldia's Keep and the draconic secrets lying beyond. Um, After an encounter with a seemingly ancient dragon, uh, we uh, acquired the Ashen Mist Heart and have really only a vague idea of what it'll do for us. Uh, But first, here, we have a brief diversion. Yeah, a brief and neat and significant diversion, I think. And, you, you, yeah. you know, people who have listened to the show have noticed that we've talked about all of the covenants, uh, <laughs> except for one, because the Souls games tend to have one, you know, one covenant or one system where it is uh, solely single player based yeah. and is not. And right. those tend to end up being my favorite. <laughs> and this one adds the most content out of them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more to this than there is being a servant of chaos. And, uh, yeah, this is the uh, the Pilgrims of the Dark or the Pilgrims of the Abyss, rather. Mm-hmm. Yes, or colloquially known as dark diving after its master dark diver Grandal. Yeah, also known as walking in Memphis. <laughs> when you go, when you go walking in Memphis, you go dark diving in that chasm of old. Um, Gary, I had to do so much research to figure out what that what that euphemism stood for. Is that I don't think that's common, is it? It's not. I think Brayden just made it up. <laughs> I don't think it's common. Actually, real quick too, on the subject of Brayden Cameron, uh, I just issued a correction. So like. Long-time listeners who uh, listen to the show may have noticed on the uh, New Londo Ruins episode, Brayden was on that, and he coined the term, or we thought coined the term timey-wimey, and we started saying it for a couple of years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we did not realize uh, that that was actually from Doctor Who. So this whole time, people have probably, I thought that was a Brayden original. You thought it was a Brayden original. But we were actually just like doing this Doctor Who quote. <laughs> Over and over. Yeah. And I, I feel like a real dipshit about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like we've been we've been uh, fronting, as it were, as Doctor Who fans, which, you know, I, I don't know if I'm a Doctor Who fan or not because I've never seen the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I watched the first episode I've ever seen last night, and it was good, but not like I'm going to dedicate my life to it uh-huh. or anything. <laughs> it was fine, but, like, I was wondering whether anybody made reference to Doctor Who things or episodes in uh, – you know, notes like people have been feedback mm-hmm. and we just didn't recognize it because we we're just like, Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then just kind of moved on, you know, and they were just like, you guys are Whovians. You guys get it. <laughs> Not a Whovian. I don't, I don't know. So, so Brayden, fuck but, you. <laughs> yeah, but my favorite yeah. thing was being there when you confronted him at PG at a Portland retro game expo. It was like, dude, why are you getting us to talk Dr. Who references yeah. by accident this whole time? Well, the way the way I knew it was I walked by a, a vendor who had a poster that was like a TARDIS made up of Doctor Who phrases, and just out of the corner of my eye, I saw like timey wimey, and I was like, "Wait a it was minute!" Like, it was just the montage at the end of Saw, except it was every time you've ever said timey wimey on the show. Yeah, exactly. Or like uh, um, Unbreakable. Like it was just like uh, you know all of the things that set up to get that origin moment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know I am neither in favor nor opposed to Doctor Who. And I thought that Brayton made up Timey Wimey and we were quoting our friend and not quoting the the good people at BBC. Yeah. I mean, mean, at this point, we can't distance ourselves from it because it's it's really a hallmark of our interpretation of, you know, causality within this universe. So, you know, like we're we're married to that. And I don't know that I'm going to stop using it. Is there like a Dr. Ware that used Spacey Wacey? Because then we're really fucked. I th- so that, that's a joke <laughs> on community with with Doctor Space Time or Inspector Space Time with like oh, oh okay. you know it's not it's not a matter of when it is but where it is like whenever somebody says when or where he just kind of throws back oh it's the other one haha <laughs> I'm smart oh, okay so like well, maybe that's a half example but nothing is original ever <laughs> right <laughs> everything sucks <laughs> <laughs> go back to sleep. Yeah, I just all right, whatever. This this is, this is the kind of garbage news that makes me want to yearn for a deeper dark. So, <laughs> yeah. So so these uh the, the, these chasms, right? Uh, uh, they 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 bear like once you get into them a striking resemblance to um the the chasm of the abyss from Ulysseel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the lore yeah. around these is that uh, um they are the remnants of some ancient dissipated being. Uh, this is from the Dark Lurker soul. Uh, that being probably being Manus, the father of the, the father of the abyss. Um, and according yep. to Grandall, uh, these fragments scattered out, uh, but they're starting to grow again, um, fitting back into kind of the cancer analogy that we came up with back in the Ulysseal episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. And what, what's kind of so they, they're explicitly going back in time. Like when you go into the dark chasm of old, he says that you're going back in time to this area. Which is kind of interesting. Like, if you uh, like, they they are there, but you have to go through the portal. And the portal looks very similar to the portal you go through in the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. um, in order to end up in things betwixt. Yeah. Which you know fits really nicely with the idea of the person in the intro being the older firekeeper, mm-hmm. um, which is a, yeah. a theory going around. That makes sense. The, being the um, older firekeeper, the the the, the one or the older the... Emerald Herald, rather. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, and it's kind of interesting, to, the idea that, like, so in the past, the shards of Manus grew into these kind of landscapes. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, other shards of that, you mm-hmm. know, grew into people. Like the smallest, there's a thing about Nishandra where it says, like, uh, the very fact that it was the smallest shard was the reason why it was the first to, you know, to mm-hmm. take form. Yeah. Or something like that. So, like, the larger shards literally formed landscapes. Yeah. 
you know, which is just, that's super crazy and evocative of an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they form these kind of terrifying landscapes. So like they, they, it metastasizes out, like especially these dark kind of caverns here where you're like within, just, just within this corrupt earth, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, where 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 no light enters or escapes, it's uh, it's it's definitely very very stark visually. Yeah, and and your mission in this covenant is to go bring light to the abyss. Yep. Yeah, like to bring the fire to to the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is kind of interesting. Like as a you know, where like that almost seems contrary to what Grandal would be interested in, but I get the sense of it almost being like an expedition. Like he you know he talks about he's a pilgrim. Like this is a expedition there checking out this uh this are almost archaeological sense to it yeah and these maybe these fires that you're lighting are just kind of footholds in this very hostile area yeah strikes me as almost yeah. a big hat logan kind of character in terms mm. of intellectual curiosity right yeah yeah when did you did you uh nick did you stumble across dark diver grandel in the wild or did you look him up uh the first playthrough i i ran across all of his all of his spots and met him each time and then ended up trying the uh, Dranglaic one, I think, once. And not, you know, not fully looking up or exploring the, the whole covenant. I was just like, oh, this is a cool side thing I'll do at some point. And never did it in my original run. And then uh, started a, a new run purposely to get caught up for some DLC stuff. And also to redo this stuff that I didn't do originally to come on the show. Um, so I I had never fought Dark Lurker. I had never done all the rest of... Uh, all the rest of the dark chasms. So, mm-hmm. hmm. he's he's really well hidden. Dark Dive Grandal. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did a, a really thorough playthrough my first time. Just didn't kind of fully explore all the covenants. So I met him each time, just not enough to do every single one of the. I, I probably didn't even know that I should go back to the other times you meet him in order to go to mm-hmm. other chasms. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly intuitive that the chas- like the portals in different places would take you to d- different parts of the chasm or different chasms altogether. Yeah. Um, uh, um, Grandale is an interesting guy. Like, he's got an interesting character to him. Um, it's one of the, like, I feel like this was some of the first art that I looked at in the art book. Mm-hmm. They got the collector's edition, and I just thought it was awesome. Like, he's in this old-timey wheelchair. Um, you know, it's just this crazy old man. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that guy is going to have some cool fucking secrets. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of true, but he's, there's not as much to him as I want there to be. Like he is, right. he's a proponent of the dark. Um, he is an interesting fight if you attack him and, uh, he's just in favor, you know, the dark is a good thing. And it does kind of like have that side of it. You know, when we talked to, uh, Chancellor Welliger, uh, earlier where he was like, you know, a piece that was so, so profound that it was almost like the dark, like, it does have that side of the dark that is actually like, you know, peaceful and not tumultuous. Like it's not the flame trying to, to reignite mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah, uh, a line in his dialogue: "We need the abyss now more than ever." Right. Like, yeah. So you get the sense that this "we" he's referring to is the world at large, right? Yeah. 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 And I and and I've always been sympathetic to that, like that side of the soul's mythology of like the the bright side of whatever the dark ending is. Mm-hmm. You know, like that the yeah. game is not outright condemning giving up to this force. Like several characters do and and you know, a lot several, you know, different games, depending on the game. Like I think in Dark Souls One, it is probably not the good ending. In Demon Souls, I like the, you know, the bad ending or what have you. But the uh it's not black and white. Like it is not just a fight against evil so much. Mm-hmm. You know, 
because yeah. everything's about the cycle. Yeah, I really wish there was more to him. Like, it, you just, just reading through his dialogue, it's almost comical. He is too dark what Solaire is to the sun, and that he won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves sure. that. He's a single well, that, issue voter. He's probably Solaire all grown up, right? Yeah. Like we all just yeah. we can just throw that more <laughs> supposition out here. <laughs> There's really no way he's not. So, you know, yeah. you know it's just like you you check you check the tank behind every toilet to make sure there's no bomb and you ask every you just talk about every npc maybe you're solaire maybe yeah, you're solaire, anyone wearing a, a mask yeah yeah anyone who's wearing a mask or is old yeah could be solaire <laughs> god no. or because but, uh, of timey wimey need to be old <laughs> yeah yeah we don't we don't say that word I actually <laughs> we do, I, it could be yeah i mean solaire could be you know, under his helmet could be this guy. Ooh. Who even knows? Um, he gained the. It's like Professor Xavier getting the ability to walk every once in a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so, so yeah. these, the, the, like these segments are marked by being incredibly difficult. I think um, compared mm-hmm. to like a lot of the other games, they're very tight, like challenge dungeons, right? They're very, you know, they're they're very deliberately designed to put you in situations you probably are not spec for, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you can be spec for them. Well, yeah, like they're not, but, you know, but, like but it, likely and li- li- likely not. Um, I don't know. Like, if you're a ranged character, you're pretty good mm-hmm. at these for the most part, I find. Like, um, you may not be, though. Like, they have yeah. a specific thing. What they remind me of is, and they do this, each of the DLCs has a challenge area. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me of the dry run for that, or makes me think of that. Like, yeah. this is this is the challenge area of the main game, the same way that the three DLCs have their challenge areas. Um, when you're in here, you get uh, invaded by, or not invaded, there are phantoms in this area. Um, the red phantoms who are, you know, explicitly uh, kind of evoke certain things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll kind of talk about those as they as they are as we go through each of these different areas. Yeah. And there's one common enemy that pops up throughout, which are these forest spirits who look uh, very similar to the four kings, actually. They kind of have yes. this, you know, twisted root-like appearance, um, according to the strategy guide and your eyes if you look at them. Yeah. The uh oh and also weirdly enough a non phantom version of that shows up in one of the DLCs. Mm. Which is a, a lore puzzle that I have not figured out yet. Yeah. But when I saw that I was like, "Well, shit." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and and we've gone on length of talking about whether how worth it is to try to figure out enemy placement. Yeah. In uh, Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the first one. Um, the way so the way you get these, the kind of the mechanic for this uh, covenant is that uh, you rank up by lighting these fires in these challenge dungeons, and you have to sacrifice an effigy every time you want to go into one, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a, a tall price to pay. Um, but the uh, you kind of go through these portals that are very similar to the one you first got into. You walk into this black fog, yeah. and uh, end up in the different one. So let's talk about the one under Drink Lake. Yeah. <clears throat> so this one. I think makes the strongest first impression, honestly, because you start out in this like cave that is filled with water and also uh, very well hidden death drops, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Yeah, and uh, you have to have you want to bring flame butterflies here. You can't have a torch lit when you get in, and there are waterfalls in this area. Actually, they'll put out your torch. Mm-hmm. You try to use it, and they're dark in here. Like you would like to have a torch. Um, you'd also like to have a shield because they're. You know, again, very difficult, mm-hmm. um, especially after you make your way through this first thing and you run the first enemy, which is has the name, which again, Dark Souls 2 with their sense of humor, <laughs> um, a chip off the old rock, uh, <laughs> which is just a, a havel. Um, yeah. So. What was your first, like, like it's were actually, you it's freaked actually out? named that somewhere? Yeah, in the strategy guide. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That's funny. 
I don't know if that's a translator, you know, giving, you know, given license to have fun, but uh, yeah. it's as good a name as any. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first impression of, of like finding Havel here, Nick? I, I actually uh, had forgotten about him being in there from my first playthrough and then hit it again when I was <laughs> trying this on this most recent playthrough and was like, wait, hold on. Why the fuck is mm. Havel here? It was, it was just like breaking <laughs> my, my head as far as like lore wise stuff went. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, and then I got wrecked by him uh, immediately entering <laughs> this dungeon. Like I was like, oh shit, he is Havel, the whole moveset and everything and just got <laughs> smashed into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's that sent my lore bombs like or my like lore glands tingling in a terrible way. Like I was just like, oh, yeah, exactly. shit, shit, Havel's down here, shit. And then like I looked it up in the, oh shit, guys, Havel's down here, shit. And then you, you better run, Havel's down here, guys. I got some Havel, guys. Uh, guys, Havel's over there. Don't go there. He seems pissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't go upstairs. Havel's pissed. The. Uh, uh, Hey kids, Havel's early. The, um, this was when I was un- I was also operating. Told you, yeah, the, uh, having under the impression that the uh, the dragon in uh, Brightstone was Seath. Yeah, this was before I got a better look at him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit! Like this is you know one hundred percent like I am just in the past of, like this is Lordran after the Dark took over. Yeah, is where I'm at, um, and this is Havel's like shade or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I'm not sure if that's true. It's, um, it's likely yeah. not the case, you know, especially yeah. because, you know, the, of the fact that we find something approximating Havel's set in the gutter. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's it's very likely just another sect of knight bishops who took after him. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and the fact, again, I keep referencing things from the DLC and I apologize, but you run into another Havel. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there, there, there's multiple like somebody else is wearing the armor yeah. and he has a he has a meaningful name that kind of suggests that it's not necessarily the real deal. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, so you, you know, uh, the, the, the notion of fakes is a really strong thing in this, you know, in, the, in this particular entry in the series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, you also find uh, the ghost of Prince's past <laughs> who uses uh, Ricard Drapier. And this could be the shade of Ricard very easily. It should be noted you have to uh, kill all of the enemies before you can do the thing at the end and get out. So that isn't that big a deal your first time through because you're likely to want to kill all the enemies. Um, When you're making runs up to Dark Lurker, it kind of sucks. Yeah. This is still the best one to make your Dark Lurker run from, though, because of the bonfire right outside. And there's only three enemies, and none of them are the uh, pretender to the Xanthus throne <laughs> or whatever, which I think is the hardest phantom yeah. that, the, that there is in there. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, off to the left here, you've got this. Uh, you've got this brazier, which is your goal. You know, here mm-hmm. I, I'm almost curious. Like this, this would have been. This is what I wish the bells were actually like a goal that you have to that you have to hit. Like if this was a more PvP focused thing. You know that 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 would be the way that would be implemented, right? Like defend this at all costs. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that this is that this is PVE, but that's like a, 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 another way they could have implemented it. You know, it would have been a mechanical implementation. Whereas mm-hmm. to do it for the bells, you just have to have kind of have people agree. Yeah, you know, to do it like this would be only the players that can get past this PVP dungeon can actually get to this hidden boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it should be noted that this is you know not just you know rough hewn caves there's actually like architecture down here you know Mm -hmm. you know like this this brazier you know didn't just spring out of nowhere it's like in this kind of shrine looking thing which again lends a a whole complete air of mystery to this place 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is a Shadow Veil assassin who is just an assassin, yeah. as far as we can tell, um, at the very end. And uh, at the end of each of these, you drop into a pit yeah. to get out. Which, I mean, we're on the record as liking that <laughs> yep. as a thing. Like, anytime you can force your character to fall down a pit yep. from, into that. From Silent Hill to New Londo. Yep. Way into it. Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, probably the most hidden of the chasms is the one in the Shaded Woods, or at least the one I found last. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's in this grassy area under some wood. And uh, you know, you don't have any immediate reason to go over there. And the only reason why I found it was because I was down on the lower level yeah. with the basilisks and saw the treasure chest. Yeah, and knew that there had to be a way to get up there in the birthing pit. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I found it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the yeah, the the birth mucus acid. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. yep. And this one, not really too much happening in, in in here, right? Like there, there's not an awful lot remarkable about this particular version of the of the chasm. Yeah, there's just different different monsters. Yep. If there's anything that makes it stick out visually, it's the fact that I think it's more plants contaminated than the other ones like there's a lot of like roots kind of sticking out more so than in the other places yeah which is interesting if you think about that being because it's located in the shaded woods Mm -hmm. you know like is that uh you know how how would those things maybe interact um yeah which maybe they do maybe they don't yeah um maybe this actually does reflect some uh distant past or alternate version of the area that the that you get into them from yeah yeah, like uh, Manus burst open into all these different areas and then grew into this thing, and the new civilization was built on top of it or through a portal yeah. or what have you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, you just you fight some dudes. Yep. And here, some for, some more. I think there are, might, be, might be multiple forest spirits in this one. Those things yeah. are by far the easiest enemy. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. No problem. They're real squishy. Yeah. Um, and then just a couple enemies that don't uh, don't seem to have lore significance, like they are not clearly people from Dark Souls One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right. Tenebrous Rogue and the Underworld Deadeye, who is a, a rare um, ranged invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they team up in a way um, that uh, if you wander too far into that chamber they're in, uh, then the uh, the Forest Spirit gets in on the action, which yep. uh, was my undoing before I figured out I needed to lure them out. Yeah. <laughs> Try luring out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, finally, if you get the uh, forgotten key, there is the side of a cliff, like two cliffs actually, that you have to get down. Or no, it's one cliff, and then the second one is down to get the giants. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. you talk, to, uh, you jump, fall off a cliff for some reason in the Black Gulch, and end up in this this other area, which I think, for my money, is the toughest one. Yeah. Um, because the uh, you know initially there's the abyss ironclad. Who power stances, and you very rarely run into an enemy that power stances thing. Right. Um, two Drake Keepers, giant great hammers. Yeah, and you probably haven't, like, if you're playing through the first time blind, you probably haven't figured out what power stancing means or done it yourself. Yeah. So when he starts dropping some strange science on you, um, it's very easy to be caught off guard. Yeah. And then uh, Pretender to the Xanthus Throne, which is, uh, like, looks like Xanthus King Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Dark Souls One, and uh, throws lots of uh, whatever. What's that? Uh, flame swath. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. That that really, really nasty. You know, and and uh, Forbidden Sun. Yeah. Like she's yeah. Forbidden Suns and flame swaths at you yeah. all day long. The second yeah. toughest pyromancer invader in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, and uh, there are two sets of these guys too. Yeah, yeah. So this is probably yeah. the most. The, the biggest number of enemies mm-hmm. you have to fight in one of these things. So this is probably the worst one to make your Dark Lurker runs. 
Um, you will make dark harker runs. Um, because, uh, so every, all the time you're doing these, you're leveling up with the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I, I also want to mention, too, if you're playing a Hexcaster, the Covenant Ring is excellent. Oh, yeah. Uh, for this, it boosts damage and give, it takes a little bit of health everything every time you attack, but it's not very much. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. that's a must-have for a Hexer. You were saying that you level up each time. Um, I actually kind of freaked out because you don't get a level for completing your second chasm. Right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's you the first one, the three, and then Dark Lurker. Correct, yeah. 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 And uh, your reward for those first couple levels are just resonant soul hexes, which are not spectacular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, like they're 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 good spells, but you just get you can buy them elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. not it's, yeah. exclusive, right? Yeah, MBD. It's, it's a timed exclusive. Yeah, exactly. You can the resonant. Uh, it, it's just it's on the Falcon 360 for the first year, and then eventually it gets released to to Dark Diver PC. Um, <laughs> The, uh, so, but regardless of once you've lit all three things, when you fall on that final thing, you maybe think like you're going to go back to Dark Diver Grandel, but oops, like, you know, super hard challenge boss for Dark Souls 1, uh, Dark Clicker. Yeah. Yeah. Who I really, I, I, we were talking about it off mic and I'm not going to, you know, be a real alpha boy about this, but I'm the only one in the group who has beat him. And I like this fight a lot. Like, I actually think this is a really good fight. I like it, but it escalates so much in difficulty in the back half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, the the first half of it is about learning what each move looks like in the windup. And the second half is just when, if I have all these different puzzle pieces, what two together will allow me to get in some damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it's a if, serious waiting game and you can't yeah. mess up at any point in it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is probably my favorite, like non dual fight. Mm hmm. In, uh, in Dark Souls 2, like it's, you know, he's a caster. So we should describe what he or she is. Um, it looks like an angel. Yep. Like it is, uh, you know, the color scheme is not what you necessarily would expect. Um, it's a cloaked figure with four arms and angel wings. Yeah. And the, uh, the twist to, to um, Dark Lurker is that halfway through the fight, uh, he or she splits into two. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we should also know it's just dude sized. Like yeah. you, you would imagine, oh, angel resting in the center of the chasm. It's probably some gigantic demon. No, like it's just floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Looking, looking real spooky. Like I really, I really like the design on this because it looks of a part with everything else that we know is kind of like abyss touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, I can't make heads or tails of, of the of the lore around this other than the abyss did it. Yeah. There, there's. Um. I've read a couple of theories, none of which are great. Um. People talk about like so if all of the four great uh, lords have a part of the original Lord Souls. Uh, Lord Soul. People say that this maybe has part of the uh, the new or the the four kings mm-hmm. um, soul because of Abyss and because uh, she is able to split. Okay, you know the same way that the four kings. There are multiple four kings. Like they don't split. Yeah, but there are multiple four kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've read. Um, nah. Yeah. You know maybe somebody else wrote like, a really long thing that I can't remember exactly, but was about how. <clears throat> Um, this is not somebody who's of the abyss. It's somebody who is was exploring the abyss um, mm-hmm. because they're a shrine that will turn you human um, in Shrine of Amana mm-hmm. has a figure on it that looks a little bit like Dark Lurker without wings. Okay. According to them, I have to look at that shrine again. Um, I was doing this like kind of last minute before we started recording yeah. and see if I if that seems to hold water for me. Is that the 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 skeleton couple that's burning inside of it or is it? Just a, I, like an etching I, above it. I just read it. I don't. I haven't yeah. gotten a chance to, to go back and look. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I'd be satisfied pretty much with anything. I mean, we we have no idea what happened to to the Dark Soul, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, there's nary a scrap of humanity to be found. Um, there are scraps of life to be found, but no scraps of humanity. Um, and uh, you know, I could see I could see that being you know a manifestation, like the whole the whole chasm of the abyss and everything else that you know became like Nashandra and company maybe that is like a manifestation of it but this is explicitly not you know a Nashandra right yeah yeah this is a non-Nashandra especially again um one of the things that the DLC does you know actually answer really well as they start talking about what those you know there's more than one shard Mm -hmm. and starts casting some light on that and this doesn't fall in with that like has having this be separate from you know, Nashandra doesn't mean as much, mm-hmm. but having it be separate from all four of the other characters we meet means a lot more. Yeah. You know, it's like saying how when Zelda 2 comes came out and being like, Zelda 2 is really different. And it's like, well, it's half the games, <laughs> you know, and then every game since then has been like Zelda 1. And it's like, okay, that one is the weirdo one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, or Mario 2, I guess. Yeah. Same thing. NES sequels yep. were weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Castlevania um, 2. Th- yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> no, those are all the twos I can think of. Okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, when we, <laughs> this is this is a uh, it's a ranged fight m- mostly, right? Like most of most of the Dark Lurkers' um, attacks are uh, spells uh, of all of the different varieties, right? So she casts from from every from every school, um, and close up she just has this you know soul blade attack, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what you want her to do. Yeah. Like, if you can get her to do that, that's her least damaging thing and the easiest thing to dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, the real trick to Dark Clerker, I think the hardest thing for her to dodge is her portal attack. Yeah. Um, like, she sets up two portals in the air and, and throws a Dark Orb into one, and it comes out the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the trickiest thing to get out of the way of, I think. Yeah. Especially when there's two Dark Lurkers. Yeah. And so. either of them could be doing that at the same time? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Or mixing it up with that fireball spell mm-hmm. which uh you know you have to run laterally mm-hmm. to dark lurker to dodge that yeah. and that limits your options of getting out of the way of the soul bomb yeah thing mm-hmm. um they share one hit point gauge like it should be noted kings. yeah yeah like the four kings so you uh you don't have to kill both of them it's not like a man eater or what have you <laughs> uh, so if you can just concentrate on one you can do that mm-hmm. um and you know for those of you uh on the show or listening to the show we're having a hard time with dark lurker <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lobos did it with a ladle. You guys can do yeah, it. Yeah, well, he's fucking Lobos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Lobos. That's not fair. I know. Well, you guys, you guys have more than a ladle, though. Like, there, there's some kind of there's some kind of mathematics between like you to Lobos as whatever weapon you're using to ladle, and no. just make sure that comparison is for, is favorable. For how many times we've said that Dark Souls isn't about the equipment; it's about the skill of the person playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the patience yeah. of the person playing, like. Yeah. How 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 how, I, uh, how deep have you managed to get into into Dark Lurker, Nick? Like uh, I think I got I got it down to like maybe about a quarter health. The mm. first half is like you know super easy. I've got I've basically got everything down. Um, mm-hmm. Manages to catch me with an off portal every now and then, just because that the AOE on that once it hits is hard for me to dodge and takes like half of my life. Mm-hmm. But um, but once it splits, uh, it's basically game over for me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, same. I've I, like about a third. I think I've got her down to. So. Yeah. I'm just giving you guys shit. I, I don't, don't actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just teasing you because it's because <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel like a big man. Yeah. It makes me feel like a real Havel of the block. <laughs> <laughs> like, havel yeah. on the Havel from yeah. the block. 
Yeah, he's just Havel from the block. <laughs> All right, writing that down as a t-shirt idea. Yeah, the, 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 uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I'm, still, I, I'm still Havel of the Rock. Yeah, still Havel on the Rock. Um, he's a boy. But uh, when you kill him, you, it's it's weirdly like non-ceremonial at all. Like you, he just dies, and you can jump into a pit. Yeah, and uh, and go back to uh, Dark Diver, which means you fully leveled up, and you get some cool loot. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a life drain, or you can use his soul to get life drain patch, mm-hmm. um, which is an awesome spell. Like that's crazy powerful because it goes through walls and stuff. So if there's yep. a guy around a corner, you can, you know, and enemies a. You know, PVE enemies will walk into it like nothing. So you can trick somebody into kind of following you, put down this life drain patch, mm-hmm. and you know it'll it'll do a serious number on just about anybody. Yeah. Or uh, bosses that don't move, you can just kind of stick the life drain patch on them, and it's great. It's also used a lot for trolling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it'll damage friendlies, so you can throw it down when you've been summoned and just totally kill the people who summoned you. Ruin somebody's day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you also get. Uh... Uh, the Climax Hex. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the Xanthus set, which I don't know if that links the dark to, you know, <laughs> Jeremiah or Old Monk or whatever. Uh, or it might Lovecraft just be, Mythos. Or... Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that maybe he just found it <laughs> from, from the previous explorer who went yeah. down there. You know, it's like, hey, here's this thing I found. Uh, same thing with the Dragon Chime, um, which I like its description a lot. Like, it's something that sat there for, uh, you know, for a very long time, but still remained pure. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed that the dragon chime wasn't the best hex chime. Yeah, that's like, K- Kethos, right? Yeah, Kethos is really great. Um, the dragon chime is good, but it's not the best. And I really wanted like the ultimate hex. You know, like if you're playing a hex caster, the the abyss isn't really. You know, it's the thematic climax to your your character build. You know, mm-hmm. getting uh, getting climax and getting a life drain patch, and uh, just having kind of like a chime. Like, oh, I'll just put this with my other chimes I don't use. Yeah, you know, it's a little less fun. And uh, Climax, which you get, is a really interesting spell um, because all the resonant spells sap some of your souls, and Climax takes all of your souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like a real PvP fuck you spell um, and or like a last resort spell. Like if you fought a boss and you die against him and before you pick up your souls, you can use like a Brave Warrior soul or whatever to get the 5,000 souls you need to cast uh, Climax effectively mm-hmm. and just do insane damage. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm real disappointed I wasn't able to pick those up because <laughs> I'm playing a Hex run. I want both of those. Like, I want to be able to use the cool stuff he gives you, but... Go go back when you're a little bit stronger, too. Like, you you just got to Drang yeah. Lake, right? Like, yeah, you're kind of low-level on Immediately, the as soon as I got to Drang Lake. Yeah. Yeah. So go go back like near the end game, and I bet you you'll you'll have a better time of it. Yeah, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So it is a little bit of an anticlimax for hex casters, but you know we we had a we had a good ride while it lasted. So climax is the anticlimax. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Is is that the spell that you see whenever uh, like you see those YouTube videos of like massive hexer damage build? Look what I can do nine 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 damage. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the uh, the pilgrims of the the abyss, mm-hmm. um, which I like a lot. Again, yeah, um, I was real into you know finding that stuff on my first playthrough. Not least of which because I thought I had done everything in the game, mm-hmm. um, so it was fun to like. Oh, I actually haven't done everything in the yeah. game. I have this cool content junk. Yeah, it's cool that it's like slightly hidden away and stuff. Yeah, it gives you a little extra bonus when you're ready to go in and uh, find Dark Diver and actually go through all those levels. Mm-hmm. I like that it's hidden and actually kept away from 
uh, plain eyes, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great episode for people who uh, like the new area sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, because there's lots of new areas you're going <laughs> to... Like... I'm not going to cut them all in or anything. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, 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 you almost got me. Well, I can't. I found um, like a zip file that was Dark Souls ringtones. Yeah, that thing's And it terrible. has the you died and the... Yeah, it's yeah, but it doesn't have the new area sound, yeah. and I don't want to uh, you know attempt to capture it or anything, and then transfer the video to audio and yeah. all that jazz. I may or may not do that. Mm-hmm. So, if I didn't do it, it doesn't mean I love you any less. People who are listening, <laughs> I love you all equally. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are brought to you by Duckstream 2014. If you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream, find all about the 24-hour gaming marathon live stream we're doing to benefit the. Transactive Gender Center. It's a great cause. Dig deep um, and tune in on November 21st, 6 p.m. PST to November 22nd, 6 p.m. PST for all of the, uh, you know, quite quite frankly, pasty white dudes having fun <laughs> that you can handle. Um, if you want to see people who are white and probably out of shape play video games, you have a lot of options. I'm the first person to admit that. However, we hope that you choose to look at my particular doughy flesh over, say, your asshole John Trons and your, you know, other doughy white guys. So choose the correct doughy white guy, choose Duckstream, and choose Transactive. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how weird it is that you spend, the like, the lead up to the end of this game going back in time into people's memories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're back on the critical path to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, this is uh, like when you talk about going back in time to memories. That is exactly what the Ashen Mist Heart does, right? Yeah, Delving it has back. one job, but yeah. it, it has one job, <laughs> and it doesn't explain. It says, "Oh, you're in this ethereal realm," um, or you know, it's like, "Oh, you were living memories in some kind of Assassin's Creed Animus style." No, you're actually going back and affecting time. Yeah, yeah, like you are. You are monkeying around with causality. Right. The, the description of it says manifestation of ashen mist received from the ancient dragon. The magic of the ancient dragon allows one to delve into the memories of the withered. Some withered. Like the specific withered. Because there's lots of withered <laughs> you can't die too. Hmm? Well, just like there's there's like um, that one dragon giant tree in the, the forest of fallen giants you can't go into. Oh, yeah. And there's other dead things you run into that you can't go into as well. Yeah. I'm just reading the description. No, I know. I'm just. Okay. I was. I was. I wasn't criticizing you. I was criticizing the description. Okay. I was, I was criticizing Epic Name Bro for translating it weird. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, a weird mechanic is that you can only spend a certain amount of time in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't. Yeah. It never came up for me um, in my regular playthrough. But I bonfire ascetic to do the uh, the boss fight that's in the past again, mm-hmm. and uh, it came up. The little warning message came up in the middle of the fight, which I didn't think could happen, and I was real. It was real stressful because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there just kind of whipping that guy's legs, doing very, <laughs> very little damage. And then it said, you know, the mist starts to fade or whatever the, <laughs> the warning, the five second warning is. And I was like, oh, shit, but I managed to kill him in time. Yeah. But just barely. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the time there is limited, so you don't run into yourself from a previous <laughs> run. <laughs> Exactly. You don't, just get to keep, you don't just get to stay there and just like, okay, well, I'm just going to live out here until, <laughs> until I get to the future. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the, the 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 time travel in this is functionally very similar to uh, the time travel from the uh, Artorias of the Abyss DLC, mm-hmm. wherein you go back and fulfill the legend of Artorias, right? 
Yeah, and in this in this case, you are going back and actually making a real effect mm-hmm. on uh, on history, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, which we will we will get to. Yep, and it's not just you who's going back either. Yeah, which is again a weird yeah. detail. <laughs> um, ben Hart, who we kind of glossed over every time we ran into him, uh, the juice from Jugo, uh, he goes back in time too. <laughs> yep, this guy yep. goes everywhere. <laughs> like he's he he shows up at the DLCs. He shows like he's a time traveling fool. Like, mm-hmm. what's up with Ben Hart? <laughs> yeah, he's one of the two people who can help you with the end of the game too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah him and uh, uh, Ben Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. he's way better than Girl. He's actually because yeah. Girl sucks. Yeah, as an NPC <laughs> summon, um, which is disappointing because he's so badass. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a yeah. This is a guy from Jugo. Um, he is super proud of this Blue Moon great sword he has, um, and he talks about it all the time. Like every time we met him, he's just been like, "I I got the sword." Um, and but <laughs> like a lot of people start uh, hinting that it's fake. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, Magarold uh, talks about it, and the Armorsmith talks about it, and everyone's like, "Hey, this guy's." guy's a fool mm-hmm. um and it's interesting to talk to him like i don't know if he is if he is fooling himself or fooling us mm-hmm. with that or what what's going on with that yeah to what end you know yeah like yeah you know to to build himself up to be uh to, to feel like a big man to yeah to feel like a big havel on the block yeah yeah but, he's well yeah. i, I I think that is it, actually, because he keeps claiming that uh, the sword can only be welded with someone, or can only be welded by someone with the power to hold it. Mm-hmm. That was like the legend that's been passed down along with the sword yeah. uh, through his family. And so he's like, I can wield the sword and I'm good with it, therefore I'm a badass. Yeah. And that's probably the reason why he doesn't go hollow, right? Like why yeah. he is so persistent and you know just prolific throughout this game is like oh that's his focus like even if he you know intellectually doesn't believe it like having this symbol of his family is honor and like okay i am strong as long as i have this thing it's like his uh linus security blanket right yeah yeah i i bet you he does believe it how like so in kind of theming with uh, lucatiel like the npcs of dark souls 2 have really cool setups and then kind of a little bit failed to deliver like you know i like lucatiel a lot but there's not as much to it mm-hmm. as any of the you know it's not as interactive um what if there was an option like you complete all of ben hart's things and then you have the option to tell him if his sword is fake oh shit you know and you could That'd either cool. like let him keep believing a lie <laughs> you know or you could like and and he lives, or you could totally him. crush his belief. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like unmake him, and then he ends up hollow and attacking you in another place. He just immediately goes hollow. It's like the Dude. end of uh, 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 Crusaders. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> last crusade. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he chose poorly. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. No, okay. So you only get that if you're in New Game Plus, or if you bonfire ascetic, get the pale Drake soul and uh, make the real one. Oh yeah, and then show it to him. <laughs> Like oh, if, you, if you if you walk around by him with that out, he attacks you. Man, I'm gonna go oh. try that. You calling me small, bro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, I just think that would have been like that would have been a real poignant end for him. Like you have like two thirds or three fourths of like a really poignant story. Mm-hmm. This guy who comes from a culture of bravery, um, he was told like, hey, you know, only the ultimate badass can wield this here. You know, and he's like, oh, I can wield this. I must be great. And he put, it's kind of a shitty weapon. Like he pushes through, like he gets as far as you do. Mm-hmm. The only excuse for him to be back in the past is that he also went and got the Ashen Mist Heart, mm-hmm. which means he went yep. through that kind of challenge of the Dragon Shrine and went through Aldias and did all that stuff. Like yeah. that's almost a really good, complete, sad story. <laughs> yep. Except then, at the very end, he gives you the sword. Well, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. That, that also. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. which is like, oh, great. I got a fake sword. Mm-hmm. That's kind of underwhelming and like hollow. Yeah. He's almost like a Joe character, right? Like he was put where he was like right near the beginning of the game to like bait people who knew what that sword kind of looked like into trying to kill him and get the and, and, and get the fake one. Right. Yeah. You know, like. And like, I wonder if it's almost I wonder if that it was a gameplay thing where like he was set up just as a joke character for that. And then they didn't have time to design like a, a straight up Sunbro mm-hmm. to help you with all these fights because he, he is the most summonable NPC in the game. Like he's summonable for like seven fights, yeah. six fights like he's everywhere. Um, yeah. So I wonder if that was it. like they just like, oh, we'll just have Ben Hart, you know, again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I want to like try to actually cast motivations yeah. on the developers, but it is a little bit disappointing. And I really wish that there was a more satisfactory end to his story. Yeah. Nick, like, have you ever been able to, like, get to the end of his story? Like, have you gotten him to show up at the memories? Uh, I've seen him in the memories, I think. I don't think I uh, actually finished him out in the final fight. Hmm. But I've definitely done a lot of the fights with him and got him pretty close to finishing out his story. Yeah. That's a pretty major gripe that I have with this game, actually, is uh, the way that it does NPC quest lines as compared to, you know, Dark Souls 1. Yeah, you know, like even at its most the, the baff- surviving factor. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. the surviving factor. Even if, even at its most baffling, um, oh gosh, Sig Meyer's quest was still achievable. Yeah, you know, like this, it, it, like the 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 deck is really stacked up against you, and I think that that combined with the aforementioned kind of lack of pathos around a lot of these characters, like you know, any kind of real emotional payoff, kind of makes me really really miss that. Like they feel less like fixtures in the world. And more like just kind of occasional diversions, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I like I'm I'm way with you on the second point. The first point, like to me, keeping Ben Hart alive for three fights seems easier than knowing that I need to go down to the Ash Lake to find mm-hmm. the end of Sigmire. Like that seems that seemed a little bit too esoteric to me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's so unimaginative, mm-hmm. like swings way too far in the other direction. Like yeah. it is an oversimplified quest line from maybe something that was a little bit overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, because I would have never, there are not a million years would I have figured out how to keep Sigmire alive yeah. if I didn't read about it online. Yeah. So how do you simplify that yeah. without, without losing the mystery? Right. Yeah. And, and again, I would like the, the, just keeping him alive during fights doesn't bother me that much. If it would like maybe one character, that's the point of him. Mm-hmm. And it plays into the character. Like Ben Hart would have been a great character for that because he's trying to prove himself as a warrior. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep him alive, he has proved himself as a warrior and you get some kind of character climax. Yeah. For him, you know, as opposed to what they actually did, which is not as strong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Lucetiles uh, have a less, much less strong fit flavor for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's a cool character. Like, she's really strong, but there's no keeping her alive doesn't add into like her story at all. Has no narrative significance. I guess yeah. other than people who are alive can talk to you yeah. and people who are dead cannot. <laughs> and reveal some story, but not, you know, yeah. anything really relevance yeah yeah yep so missed opportunity definitely a little bit of a bummer um say the like this is an optional memory but i feel like it's short enough to kind of wedge in here oh yeah we should talk we're we're wrap this is the wrap-up episode like we're doing everything we do before we we hit to the throne of want so yes yeah um so yeah uh the the dragon memory right back down in uh in brightstone cove seldora uh if you go back to uh uh the seath uh, um, Airsat Seath 
uh, yeah. pinned up to the Freya uh, ceiling. The and writhing it, ruin. Yeah, yeah. If you, and if you go to the crystal mass underneath them, you're going to be able to go back into the memory of an ancient dragon. Like, legit. It looks like just like a big calcified goober. Mm-hmm. He's that strand of spit coming from his mouth, and it just solidified in a super gross way. <laughs> like, I would not want to touch whatever that was. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go into the memory of that spit and, like, just find out when it was in his lungs, you know. But, the, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is this is really evocative, and there's not again there's not too much to it. I'm um, in this weird like rocky beach area that's really beautiful, and there's a big dead dragon. Mm-hmm. Like beached, you can tell that it just kind of landed face first, mm-hmm. right, right there, you know. And yeah. there's really no indication of how far back you've gone, right? Not not remotely. Not remotely. I mean this yeah. this area looks vaguely like Ash Lake. This could be like the time before, you know, the in ancient times. Um, you know, uh, my, my supposition and why not, this is one of the dragons that was, you know, killed by Gwyn, right? Like in that initial war mm-hmm. you know, right. back, back when the ancient dragons were still, you know, alive and kicking it. Yeah. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yes. Back then, back in the day. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah. But was actually they had no dignity, no dignity. The, uh, yeah, that very well could be, but there's nothing to actually, you know, point that out, which I'm not just saying that to criticize you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I wish that there was more to yeah, yeah. the scene. Um, that's also that's also like the the only one of the only times that you know dragons were alive too. Yeah, yeah, um, like real dragons, mm-hmm. as opposed to the dragons that may or may not be dragons mm-hmm. um, that we that we have in the the present time. Yeah. Um, you get a soul. You get the ancient dragon soul um from this which again the ancient dragon doesn't drop <laughs> which leads you know right. which very well could be that the ancient dragon is some kind of construct given that we mentioned that it uh, drops the giant soul mm-hmm. in the uh, the last narrative episode yeah and uh you either need to wait for the timer to go out or inspect that soul area again to get out yeah or do what i did and just use the feather yeah or yeah just feather on <laughs> out feather through time <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so that's like a, a kind of a cool little diversion. Um, but the the main meat are these three giants yeah. that you go into, which like I like that we're going back to these areas that we are at the beginning of the game. And one of the things this whole section does that I really laud Dark Souls Two for. I mean, you know, we giveth and taketh away, like everything that's kind of disappointing. Like I love these memory scenes because mm-hmm. something's happening. Yep. Like Dark Souls is yeah. all about archaeology. Like you are going to an area after everything has gone to shit. Um, this is the first time in any of the games I, you know, where you are somewhere where when things are going to shit, mm-hmm. you know, like there are active agents in all of these areas doing yes. things, fighting each other before they decide to fight you. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love that. Yeah. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's also fun to kind of compare past and present versions of this, uh, of, of this area. Yeah. Well. Which, which pays off in a big, bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also pretty cool, like you go into these. So to, in order to get to these memories, you have to find their corpses. As we mentioned way, way back at the beginning of the season, um, these are the those tree-like crucified fi- uh, fixtures um, that are kind of like peppered throughout the uh, the forest of fallen giants, specifically the one you know, near Pate. And then also there are others. Um, there's one more behind a king door, and then there's one um, up behind the pursuer, right? And yeah. uh, you have to go yep. in and activate the, uh, the Ashen Mist Heart. And something that's kind of, you know, a neat little touch is this isn't just memory of giant one, memory of giant two, memory of giant three. These are named characters. Right? Yeah. Like the like these are these these are things that have names but not faces. Yeah, and that that's the big 
piece of counter evidence in my mind when people are kind of, you know, casting suppositions about who the giants were or saying whether the giants are like forms of mindless golems. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no, they they have names, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, only a couple of them wear clothes and use weapons and stuff, but like they have names. Yeah. You know, this was, this was an advanced enough culture to, to be literate, to have, you know, um, so I don't, you know, there is a connection obviously between the golems and the giants somehow, but it's Mm -hmm. not that, even though the fact that they both all have no faces. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't be racist. Don't be fascist. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my 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 explanation for that, at least the one that I that I believe, is that when they made the golems, they made them look like the giants in order to make a mockery of them. Oh sure. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Or the yeah. thing, if if what Vendrick stole was the ability to make golems, maybe that's mm-hmm. the only. Those are the only kind of golems that can make. Yeah. You know, it's a separate <laughs> thing than the uh, the puppeteering that Mitha does. I got this microwave at the Goodwill, but it only has the popcorn function. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about the memory of Vamar. Yeah. Uh, this one starts you like pretty much right in the shit. Like you're underneath the fort and uh, you pretty much immediately run into Captain Drummond. Uh, no relation. Yep. Yeah. The uh, which is which is cool. Like this is a legendary figure. And, you know, the, if you're anything like me, the first shield you found with 100% block was the Dragon Lake shield, which is owned by Captain Drummond. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, yep. he's, uh, you know, he's lore significant. And you can actually summon him, too, which is cool. Like, again, just that good feeling of, like, fighting, be, fighting besides, you know, legendary heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he knows he's about to die, so he's willing to question his gang and his commander. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he has no idea um, why Vendrick did the thing that he did. I don't know why I turned into Christopher Walken there. Um, <laughs> um, but he says something pretty interesting, actually, which makes me question kind of the time scale that all of this mm-hmm. operated under. Um, you know, after he gives his quick history lesson, he drops the line, my father and his father both fought giants on these very lands. Yeah. So, like, is this a struggle? Like, is this giant war something that lasted generations? Yes, or were there giants yeah. there before, and that's why you find a couple of them in the abyss, or why like the um, what is it the obelisks in uh, Majula mm-hmm. says something like when the giants returned mm-hmm. from across the sea or something like that has some language that can imply that they were here before, yeah, before they came to fight. So yeah, so it definitely casts some some light on that. I like to think that it is a generations long war, yeah, you know, because it has such narrative significance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it has to be a big deal. Um, yeah, he gives you his helmet, too, which is the missing piece of that armor. Mm. Um, it's the one part that didn't go back into the future. <laughs> um, and the reason why is because he gave it to you in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, which is which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so you go through here, and a giant bursts through the door. <laughs> yep. Uh, starts smashing through the walls. Almost and you actually certainly see, killing you. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're not expecting it after those ogres and, uh, and Aldias. Let's <laughs> um, talk a little bit about how the past is just full of resources. Yep. Like, this is where you get bonfire aesthetics and fire seeds and great hero souls, like, left and right. Like, there's just tons of awesome shit in the past. Yeah. And uh, uh, because of the nature of that, can't, you can aesthetic into that, right? You can you can pump this up and just go back and farm. Especially the, uh, the third one, which has an aesthetic in it. So you can literally <laughs> just loop and just kill the boss of this area over and over and over mm-hmm. and just get unlimited souls. Yeah. Um, uh, I think yeah. there's a there's an aesthetic in Vamar as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I I believe it. I, I I knew about the one in in Jay, but the uh, my shameful memory is the memory of Vamar and Oro. I didn't know were things. My mm-hmm. first playthrough on the PS3. Oh. I just went through the critical path one because it's behind a king door, and never thought to go visit the other ones. Okay. Because I'm a dope. 
but I, I went after when I played it again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, when you when you get out, you know, of the of this tunnel, you start actually fighting according to Hoyle giants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they're tough, but not you know insurmountable, right? Yeah. Um, they fight right. in groups. You can kind of see what their their army structure is like. Like there are different kinds. Um, there are the kind of captains, the ones that use uh, weapons, um, the 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 nude ones that don't use weapons, and then there are the pyromancer ones. Mm-hmm. So they're sophisticated enough to use magic at the very least, too. Yeah, even if it is yeah. the primitive magic of barbarians of the swamp. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. High five. I, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck swamp yeah. dwellers. <laughs> But so, uh, this kind of leads you out. So it's it's kind of nice seeing this uh, kind of alleyway area that has the the rooftops on either side because it kind of indicates, oh, this actually is uh, you know a fortified area, like a like a dwelling. It almost looks like a like a market square or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you kind of just have to make your way through here. You can either go uh, across on the rooftops or on the ground. Um, it is worth probably, you know, once you've done this once, fighting everything is probably worth running past these guys, mm-hmm. which you can, you know, you yeah. can pretty easily do, and and you know is is advised because they're they're tough. Um, and eventually, you just find a uh, a giant who's laying back, and you inspect his dick and get uh, get his soul. <laughs> yeah. You go right into his lap. They <laughs> look like class folks. <laughs> yeah, that's where the soul, the, the dick is the heart of the soul. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then why do you find Vendrick's soul in that little room? <laughs> yep. It's because that's, the oh. chair is the dick of the furniture. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, Cole, there are some questions you shouldn't ask. <laughs> oh, well, I flew too close to the knowledge, son. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what's kind of cool is that these, uh, like, uh, if you're proceeding through these kind of in the order as intended, um, where you find the next, the like, the you know, the, the giant that gets you out of here is a little bit of a hint of, like, okay, where does the next one correspond to? Hmm. So it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, like, leapfrog kind of thing. Not I, never, exactly, I never noticed that. Not exactly, that's, that's but, like, it does yeah. give you give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a through line through them. That's cool. I didn't pick up on that either. Yeah. Again, just I I love the idea of seeing this, you know, uh, when it when it was a functioning place as opposed to a ruin, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one's probably my favorite one as far as a level goes, uh, the Memory of Oro, um, which is the most complex of of these, um, where uh, you you start out in this kind of garrison and uh, you are actually on the human side, like you're in a human fortification. Yeah. Here you're going to fight up a, a bunch of these uh, during like soldiers in the back, but this is where Benhart is. Um, just being a goof. Yeah. As, as we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is the one that you get to, um, it's not behind the pursuer. I forget. No, the first one was behind the pursuer. This one is, uh, by Pate. Yeah. Ah. No, no, this one, yeah. Oro is, Oro is behind the pursuer. Yes. Yes. And this is, yeah. The, 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 and this, you talk to him out, you talk to Ben Hart outside to get him inside. Okay, cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of Pharaoh's contraptions. Yeah, I love here. these things. Well, I like them too. But what's interesting is like that also has a strong suggestion for the timeline of Pharaoh's too. Mm-hmm. Like we've never, you know, we kind of place what we think Pharaoh's is, but that also puts in a chronology, which is especially interesting if this is a decade or a generations long war. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that Pharaoh's at least had a chance to make these uh, these tricks and traps and doors and stuff mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. So like he didn't just retrofit. Um, these contraptions on in a more recent time after this after this place fell, yeah. Like, like they they were you know are they they're at least as old as the as the building itself. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Yep. And there's there's the real straight up fuck you uh, in here. <laughs> yep. You open one uh, to reveal uh, an illusory door, which is pretty cool, right? Um, and then and then you do, you go through there. There's another one that will um, just deploy a saw blade to come hurt you. Yep. <laughs> and I don't even think like if you're at this point in the game, it's not going to kill you. It is literally just like a go fuck yourself. You know. Yeah. Pharaoh's is safe is protecting this iron set. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> Here's a fuck you for the road. Yeah, exactly. Take a take a flying fuck up the moon, says Pharos. <laughs> yeah. If uh if you head back down, it's a little bit so it's a little bit frustrating that the that the royal soldiers fight you. Yeah. Like I understand yeah. that you are a strange person probably wearing a gigantic yellow hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wearing their your future clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I want to say isn't Drummond kind of a little hostile at first too? Like, what? Who, you definitely don't belong here. Who are you? And then because he's on death's door, he kind of just rat- rattles off on you anyway. Yeah, he says you don't have the look of a mercenary sort. Like so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe that's noticed by all the other soldiers as well. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forsooth, why dost thou shoes pump up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. Uh, it could just be like also you're coming up from behind them. From an area that they knew there wasn't a, a way to get <laughs> a there. Dude in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> um, and they fight you like that. And it's interesting too, because there are tons of uh, ballistas here and you can use them to good effect at a couple places, mm-hmm. either shoot humans or shoot giants. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the other thing I really like as far as a little piece of um, environmental kind of storytelling is through all the memories, the humans are clearly losing. Yeah. Like, if you don't do anything, the humans will slowly lose yeah. all of these fights. Um, which is born out in the yep. future where this area is. Not even is all that slowly. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting stopped. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, it bears out like the future is a ruined fort where the, the humans fell. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, these same people you're seeing now are the hollows that you fight in the future. Yeah, Sam you know? and everything. Yeah. So Super you get to cool. kill him twice. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like Brad Chickenheart Vickers <laughs> in uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, dies in Resident Evil 2 and 3. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you uh, if you head back down, uh, you kind of go out into this uh, massive town square area that uh, um, is really just a killing floor. Where like if you if you if you head straight out there, you know, the, the pyro um, giants are just going to fry you. So it like in order to clear this area, you kind of need to go from the top down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then it's just a matter of getting up on the scaffolding and rolling, you know, and, and rolling around. And there are some good uh, some good weapons up there, like the uh, the blossom shield. Yeah. yeah, which uh, it does uh, stamina regen, mm-hmm. um, which is rare yeah. in uh, in Dark Souls 2. Um, yeah, and you essentially just get to the end. There's an elite giant at the end. But again, you just have to go inspect that lap real quick. Mm-hmm. And as long as you look at lap, you can get out of there. <laughs> um, you know, at least uh, even if you die at that point, you still have the uh, the giant soul. Remember that documentary about text adventures, Get Lap? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the memory of Jake. Yeah, so this is this is the money money shot, mm-hmm. so yeah. to speak. This yeah. is the this is the, this, yeah this is this is the money shot to get to the money shot. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is this is the this is the gigantic glowing wad at the end of this memory. Um, <laughs> the uh, this is this is uh, the one that you have to do. Yeah, and uh, you can tell because it's behind the king's king's ring door mm-hmm. in the forest of fallen giants, just outside of the uh, the area down below the concordant crossroads or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, there's just a short hallway. There's no, there's nobody, you know, nothing there, just a fog door. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can summon either Benhart or Drummond. 
And uh, again, you are in a cool battle taking place. Like there are giants <laughs> on these palisades and there are gigantic fireballs uh, that you should watch out for mm-hmm. on your way. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I have... This is the only one of them that uh, you actually see the giants kind of getting owned in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because they're getting owned by the fireballs. We know the giants are coming from across the sea. So who is laying siege to these guys? Is this is this friendly fire or is it? I don't know. It's Solaire. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the, it's, it's the Solaire Navy. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him. <laughs> yep. His army of sunfish. It's him in a just, paddle boat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just going in a circle. Like a two-man paddle boat. Just going yep. in a circle. Shaped like a swan. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's the saddest or the saddest Navy ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh. You're gonna recognize this pretty much right away as the uh as the as the uh rampart where you fight the pursuer uh when a gigantic head starts rolling down the pathway. Yeah. A big instant death head. Yeah. Um. Which is a real kind of godsend because it kills these giants mm-hmm. unless you run up because in the distance I love seeing the the giant lord. Mm-hmm. Um. Just owning fools. You know. Down at the end. Um, initially, because he's huge, he's dressed in clothing, he has a gigantic sword. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, super cool. And, uh, you know, you have to still have to avoid the fireballs on the way up. And it's kind of interesting, like, this boss arena is this long hallway where huge sections of it are uh, on fire a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's a weird little constraint that we haven't seen where, like, you want to fight him in this corner because the other areas are often on fire. Yeah. I, I don't even consider parts of the run-up to be, uh, to be part of the arena, honestly. <laughs> The, the uh, in the last fight I had, the giant giant lord kept like edging out oh. towards that way and backed up into it, and he never got hurt. But I went over there to fight him, and then I got hit by fire, yeah, and got stun locked. Uh. So like he can make his way to that that area. Hmm. Yeah, most of the times where I fight him, I'm standing up in that little platform by him, and uh, yeah. like baiting him up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that that's there's like kind of two ways. So this is the giant lord, um, which which we didn't message or uh, mention. Um, there's kind of two ways to fight him. You can either get up on this platform Cole talked about and bait him into swinging his sword down and either hitting him with spells or hitting his hand. Mm-hmm. And we do so or hang out by his feet. Yeah. And yeah. attack him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, not, not too hard of a fight. I had a decent time uh, in my first run just doing pure melee against him. Yeah. He's got some easy, predictable attacks. So. Yeah. Very few attacks. Like his, uh, his patterns are really easy to learn. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, or go ahead. Sorry. I was, was going to say the big payoff for this is uh, once you put two and two together and realize uh, this is either the second or first time you've killed this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way I just happen to like more yeah. is that this is the last giant. Like you don't actually kill him. And that is why when you first run into him, he hates you that yep. much. That's why I said it the second or yep. first time. Yeah. Because this would be yeah. the first time that you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. So the the second time when you show up and he just looks at you and just screams and the screen goes red <laughs> and ends up tearing off his arm to try to kill you, like it makes so much more sense. Yeah. And it it's plays awesome. into that, like, yeah, that it's it's really cool and like plays into that thing I keep saying how like the underwhelming bosses of Dark Souls two exist in contrast of other bosses. Mm-hmm. So like he, this is the first boss in the game is the the last giant and he's a real pushover. The giant lord is not, you know, he's not hard, but he's harder than that. And that's because this is that boss, that is this boss after, you know, years and years and years of decay and, and you know, atrophy. Mm-hmm. Like, no wonder, yep. like, one of his attacks is just to fall down on his face. Yeah. You know? And it gets you back to that uh, that dignity point, right? Like, he is, mm-hmm. 
you know, he's holding a grudge, yes, but goddamn, has he been nursing that for a long time? Like, yeah. this is this is a noble thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And because he because he is the Lord, like he is the the king, uh, you know, at least some kind of stature of this culture that like we have seen is a is a real culture like, is not to be dismissed. Yeah. Um, super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that a lot. Like when I first put that together, I was real happy. Yeah. You know, that like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of makes sense geographically, too, a little bit, because the uh, where you fight the last giant is uh, several floors below. Yeah. This, but you can imagine just kind of uh, the you know the area kind of collapsing or his corpse falling off the edge, yeah. or being dragged down there and impaled on that gigantic stone, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a means yep. of humiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he drops the giant's kinship, which is what you've been doing all of this for, um, going into these memories. Like this is the item that will let you see the true ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it has an interesting item description. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, uh, each king has his rightful throne, and when he sits upon it, he sees what he chooses to see. Or perhaps it is the throne which shows the king only what he wants. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which plays into this message, which we've seen a little bit, but not addressed so so head on before, right? Which is, you know, the corrupting nature of power. You know, like, is it is it the position that, you know, defines the person or is it the person who defines, you know, the, the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is is yep. Drang Lake shaped by Vendrick? And if so, is it, you know, what he envisioned or is it just, you know, this unintentional mess? And he would have you believe it's an unintentional mess. Yeah. It, it also plays into the if there's not a fourth DLC and there's no kind of tying the whole story together, it plays into why, and we'll talk about this during our next episode, um, what actually happens when you beat the game mm. and how this game does not end with a choice. Um, you know, unlike the first one, um, which is, I guess, I mean, I don't care about spoilers. Like anybody who's played this far has probably beat the game. Um, but it is that, uh, you know, this is kind of suggesting so a little bit that it doesn't quite matter, you know, mm-hmm. like any choice that you would make would be a little bit meaningless because, you know, it is, you know, you either see what you want to see or the throne shows you a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not for us to know really. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For the curse of uh, living is the curse of want. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, uh, well, so um, you can take the giant's soul, the giant lord's soul, and get the repel hex, mm-hmm. which is invulnerability for an incredibly short time. Yeah. Um, I've never used it effectively. Yeah, it seems uh, with <laughs> with how long it takes to cast that it would be uh, just incredibly difficult to learn to master, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one of the giants that is like super burnt up and has a super creepy face. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a Heineken can or if that is. Uh, <laughs> or, or he looks if... like it's he's Venom. Oh yeah. He looks like Venom from from Marvel. <laughs> like, well, Gary, you have the art book, so maybe you can confirm. But I've heard that that um, it's like the the original model for the giants uh, as they were originally designed, and then they they may have censored it into the butthole faces to <laughs> kind of make them a little less creepy. Yeah. Buttholes are one of the least creepy yeah. things out there. <laughs> the, the, uh, they, they do have faces in the art book. Like they don't look quite as sinister. Mm-hmm. They look more sad. Yeah. Uh, in the art book. Downtrodden no. and subjugated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, butthole is an improvement for those guys. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, 
once you leave this area triumphant with your drag your, your giant's kinship in tow, um, if you were foolish enough to free Navlin, um, he will invade you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice how he is just waiting outside of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I heard you're going into dreams, man, I'm, or memories. I'm gonna get yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't have that. Um, the uh, yeah, and then uh, there's one last little bit of wrap up that you you know can and should do, and we should note that there is another memory um, that you can go to, uh, but it just leads to the uh, the DLCs, which we're gonna talk about at length. Mm-hmm. So, which is uh, yep. Vendrick's memory, but uh, you can actually you can fight Vendrick. And the reason why we didn't cover that when we did the episode with uh, Vendrick is because the more giants you have on your side, the easier it is to kill him. Right. And I don't know so. what that is. Like, if, if that is, if that, like, just, oh, you were wrong to do this thing. And so he is he is humiliated. Like, I, I don't see what the correlation is. That, that was my guess. It was, it was just a thematic, like, that is a thing that he ultimately probably feels guilty about. It was, it was his Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be like if you had a big necklace full of ears. Yeah. And you and you were just uh, you know, fighting him with that. So That's a pretty good whip design, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the ear lash. Yeah. The uh eventually they'll introduce the ear whip in the uh in one of the, the DLCs. Mm-hmm. All the wacky weapons. Yeah. But I thought I didn't think you could do this. Like one, when you first get to Vendrick, they play the super sad music. So I was like, I don't want to attack this guy. This is pathetic. And then two, he takes a long time to aggro. So when I first was like, okay, I'm going to try it. What the fuck? I attacked him a couple times and nothing happened. And I just thought like he couldn't be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know this was a boss fight. Yeah. My first time through the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it very well could have been like an ancient dragon kind of thing where he doesn't mind you cutting off his tail. And yeah. obviously somebody has gone in here because where is Lord, where is King Vedric's tail? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone took it off and got the, you know, the the dragon butthole yeah. special weapon yeah. from cutting off Vedric's tail. Yeah, they got Solaire's secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a hard fight. It's it's interesting the way it's hard because it is hard in a way that is just there's no. Uh, it's an easy fight that there's no margin for error. Yep. And like you just have to be good at rolling. And and if you yeah. fuck it up, you know. Yeah. It's no good. It's actually pretty similar to the uh to the um Giant Kings um fight a little mm-hmm. bit insofar as it he's he is a he is a big dude, very tall. Um his sword is taller than he is even. And his melee attacks are pretty much is it a, is it a vertical swipe or is it a horizontal swipe? And the only real wrinkle that's on top of that is that he has a fireball that'll curse you. But if you're staying in close, you're generally pretty fine. But that margin of error comes from the fact that if you're hit once, you're fucked for life. I've never seen him shoot a fireball. Yeah. I had no idea he could do that. He just, like, when I got far away from him, he always jumped and, you know, jumped towards me. Yep, he does that. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. He's kind of a, he's kind of a, a like, bigger version of Havel. Like when you first encounter Havel from Dark Souls One, yeah. it's the same deal. Like no matter what, one hit you're down. And also, it's not a boss fight. And technically, you can't summon anyone to help you. So he's yeah. kind of Naga Havel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he is he's not Havel from the block, but he is one of the the Havels from a block. Yeah. The uh, in the big the big the reason why like if you get hit, you're kind of fucked is because he if he's doing like a three swing combo, his uh, his sword does so much stamina damage mm-hmm. or stamina stamina. Stenema. I think you had uh, it right the I've first been, time. Yeah. However, I've been saying it, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> the uh, but it does so much uh, damage to your endurance that you will like get guard broken on the on the first right. hit. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and then get hit, you know, two shot with the next two. Yep. So yeah, it's pretty tricky. Like just as far as the the margin for error, if you can stick to his leg and stop him from doing that jump backwards attack, you can take him out. But even like I never end up having all five souls because I don't like killing ancient dragon. Right. Uh, so with four souls, it's kind of a long fight. Yeah. Did we articulate exactly how that uh, that that difficulty manifests itself? I don't think we did. Yeah. So um, if you fight him with no souls, his defense is multiplied by 32. Um, and each soul that you have cuts that in half. So mm-hmm. down to down to the actual down to the actual number that it, that, that it should be. So if you have if you have four of them, then you are you know only fighting him at double defense as opposed yep. to something that makes him, you know, effectively impossible uh, to do any damage for. And that's probably why. You know, there's a certain number of people who might think that he is invulnerable. It's just because you you do nothing to him if you don't have those souls. Yeah, and you right. don't do enough damage to trigger his uh, his aggro. Mm-hmm. You know, initially, just because you're just barely chipping away. But yeah, it is not too. You know, I like how the uh, I like the sad. We talked about this arena a lot. Like I like this little sad arena. I like Vendrick as a character. Um, and when you kill him, what's interesting is he does not drop his soul. Mm-hmm. So. His soul is in like another. It's in a Horcrux of some kind. Yeah, it's in Elsewhere. his. Uh, it's in his rumpus room in uh, in, yep. in Amana. Yeah, and he. Uh, so there's interesting kind of thoughts behind that. Like, why did he leave his soul behind when he went into the uh, the shrine? You know. Yeah. Um, and the idea that his soul is that room is guarded makes sense because uh, you know he's uh, you know possibly because he's trying to keep anything away from Nishandra mm-hmm. that might help her and her. Her mission, yep. and uh, we've talked about it, that kind of theorizing that that's why that's what the the point of the shrine of Amana is. Yeah, is that the Milfinito have some kind yeah. of power over the dead? Um, it's possible that's you know set up as an Ashandra defense, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's got a soul in that same area where it's a little bit more secure. Yeah, um, and that also kind of is, is is symbolic related to some of his dialogue, either you know in his item descriptions or what is said of him. Um, no, actually, it is his uh, his armor description. You know, a king is you know somebody who carries the weight of their souls, right? Mm-hmm. So when he's making this you know pilgrimage down to the undead crypt to like find his resting place and you know try and be as far away, like him unloading the weight of his souls from himself is also him kind of not laying claim to the title of king anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and going to go get his crown. From his rumpus room ends up being important in the DLCs. Yeah. So because it is one of the lost crowns. Yeah, you want it. Yeah. It's a it's a lost crown. You want it. Correct me if I'm wrong because I have no <laughs> recollection because I didn't pay enough. I didn't pay enough attention when I was fighting him most recently. Is he just Vendrick on his uh, on his name tag on his um, uh, life bar or is it just uh, or is it or is it King Vendrick? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. I also don't remember. I probably didn't even think to to check that. Um, it's just Vendrick. I just checked. So. Yeah, on the wiki, oh, okay. it's it's, it's no just Vendrick as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he did disrobe. <laughs> yeah. You know, in order to to walk around in circles forever. Mm-hmm. Super <laughs> sad. Yeah. Yeah. And killing him should make you feel like a shithead, but you have to do it. Well, and I mean, he believe it does it, it or is it, a, is it an, is it an act of uh, mercy? Uh, I think that's between you and your god. <laughs> Well, Ross, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I would view it as an act of mercy. Like, yeah, I, I would too. I was just okay. well. I was going to say I was going to transition and say that the uh, if you go back in time, he actually tells you to go get the crowns, mm-hmm. which we uh, mentioned one of them is his, and you have to kill him to go get it. Yeah. So. Yeah, 
and uh, you know, we go into his memory by examining his clothes, where his cutoff dick is. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go inspect his lap. <laughs> the lap goes with the clothes. When you take off your pants, your lap goes with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he gives you kind of the mission for the DLCs, assuming you have purchased those, and they are on your uh, on your on your hard drive. I failed yeah. to see your designs, young moth. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it for this part. Um, next, we're going to do another special. We're really kindling that bonfire. Um, so we are going to be having Lobos Jr. back, mm-hmm. uh, our friend and yours, to talk about speedrunning uh, Dark Souls 2 versus Dark Souls 1. How it's different, different ways of doing it, etc. Yeah. Uh, you heard his praises earlier in the episode, even. Yeah. Yeah, he is he is a consummate gentleman, and uh, he is you know one of my favorite speedrunners and super cool dude, and I'm looking forward to talking to him again. Yeah. It's our first uh, repeat guest in a season, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good one. So, yeah. I, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have talk about that. Well, except yeah. for the uh, who who do we have for uh, for Dark Souls One speedrunning? I don't uh, mean to like throw shit at him. It was, uh, Uber Goose was good. Yeah, Uber Goose, yeah, Uber yeah, Goose. Uber Goose was great. Yeah. Yeah, Ubergus is good. Um, Mike Villalobos, also good. Yeah. And uh, there's like I don't know anybody who speedruns Demon Souls, so <laughs> thus we didn't have those special episodes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then after that, we're still kind of working out our DLC stuff. Yep. Um, but we will keep you updated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, Nick, where can people uh, find you? Uh, you can find me in myriad of places. Um, mainly... Uh, Comrade is probably the main thing that I'm producing and, and putting out on the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. But um, you can also find me on Twitter myself as at Nick Pancakes. Um, I'm also hanging around SA all the time and all of the Comrade uh, social media stuff. So um, that's the best place to find me. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, things to pitch, since I know that'd be your next question. <laughs> I'll go, go ahead and pitch on behalf of all of us um, the uh, duck stream that we are doing next month. Yeah. Or this month as of the publishing of this uh, this episode. Yeah. That was so, a nice segue uh, into, <laughs> into, into what we were going to, <laughs> to promote as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, t- for the first 12 hours of it on November 21st, uh, me, Gary, and Brayton will be hanging out at my apartment and playing a bunch of games. Probably mostly co-op stuff, but Gary's also going to fit in a Dark Souls 1 speedrun. And uh, <laughs> you guys should all hang out with us and donate to a really great charity that we're, we're taking donations on behalf of. Yeah. That charity is Transactive, which is a gender center based out of Portland that uh, uh, provides education and resources for uh, transgendered youth. Yeah, and their, and their families. And uh, yeah, so that where you can go to duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream and uh, find that shiny donate button. And uh, it's a super great cause, so I encourage you to do so. And we'll probably put up some donation incentives and stuff. Right now, I have the jokey one that if we get $1,000, uh, Brayden and I will shave each other simultaneously, um, <laughs> which I still think we'll do, even though Brayden's way into these like super sharp man razors <laughs> thing. So I'm a little bit scared of that. Well, you're, um, you're simultaneously scared of using one on him and him using one on you. I'm, I'm just scared. Well, I'm scared of both, I guess. Yep. As but, like I said, simultaneously. Yeah, I, I'm, I am scared of both. It's going to be super weird. And like every time I brought it up, Brayden's just been like, I, I don't want to do that, but I guess, you know, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I, I, I've always wanted to shave somebody like I'm using a mirror, but they're just in front of me. Like I always thought that would be like, I don't know. <laughs> Fun isn't the word, but the <laughs> whatever that word is. Uh, Noteworthy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it would it would be it'd be a good story. Like something I don't want to do again, but it'd be a good story. Yeah. Like going to a strip club or the All American Magic show. To have on video like, forever. Yeah. Exactly. 
So nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's definitely uh, what you can do, and that's probably the big thing. Other, all the other stuff still applies. So ratings, reviews, all that jazz. If you have questions about Dark Souls to speedrunning, um, you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact, mm-hmm. and we'll share those with Mike. And if you're going to be doing any um, holiday, Christmas shopping, whatever, uh, go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and use that Amazon link. It does not cost you anything extra, and uh, that is a great way to help support the network. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, yeah, is there anything else no. going on? Yeah, go to duckfeed.tv uh, forward slash store, mm-hmm. buy my new record. Oh, yeah, 4GV by, by VG. Yeah, that is for sale for five shiny dollars. Mm-hmm. You should do it. Um, yeah, and uh, that's probably it. So until next time, uh, what should they do? Seek misery. Lest mm-hmm. this land swallow them whole. Umbasa. Umbasa.